We are working as much as we can to avoid further escalation. You didn't try to avoid an escalation. In one night of violence, you fired a thousand rockets at Israel. If we have committed war crimes, we are ready to accept this. So this is a change because you've, you've always denied, you've always denied war crimes. A ceasefire between Israel and the militant Palestinian group Hamas has been holding after the recent surge in fighting, but it remains fragile. My guest this week from Gaza is Bassem Naim, a spokesman for Hamas. Will he finally accept that targeting Israeli civilians violates international law? And is there anyone left in his group who still wants to talk peace? Bassem Naim, welcome to Conflict Zone. Hamas claims victory in the latest round of fighting with Israel. Tell me, how does losing 20 times more lives than the Israelis with much of your infrastructure destroyed, how does that constitute victory? Thank you very much for having me with no attempt. I have to say people who are oppressed and under occupation they are trained repeatedly and always to defend themselves and to resist the occupation. The Israeli plans was to suffocate the Palestinians, to crush them and to oppress them, to raise the white flag and to surrender. For us, as if as long as we are able still to resist our uh, the occupation and to defend our people, uh, we consider it relatively as a, as a as a victory. But at the end of the day, yes, we know that. It was, we have paid a lot of prices. Uh, we have lost a lot, a lot of our beloved people, men and women and children. Uh, but uh, there was no choice left for Palestinians other than to resist. We are living, for example, in Gaza in more than 15 years of a suffocating siege. But Israelis have given us two choices, either to die by uh, lacking of medicine and poisoned water and malnutrition or to die by an Israeli or an American rocket. Yes, but Mr. Naim, how do you tell the mothers who lost their children, the Palestinian mothers, 68 of your children died, 270 Palestinians in all, 12 Israelis. How do you tell the mothers of your Palestinian children who lost the love of their life, gone forever, that this was somehow victory and it was essential what you did? First of all, I have to tell you, Tim, that I, I am one of those families who've lost their, his sons, maybe not in this round of escalation, in previous uh, escalations, I lost my son. And I know to dream of dignity and freedom and to look for an independent state, this is expected to have some prices. It is not an excuse. We are working as much as we can to avoid further escalation we have given the international community and the Israelis all chances to achieve our national goals and ambitions. Mr. Naim, you, you, you didn't, by, you by didn't peaceful, try to avoid. Peaceful, you didn't peaceful, try to avoid an escalation. In one night of violence, you fired a thousand rockets at Israel, knowing that like any other country in the world, Israel would be forced into a massive retaliation and many of your people would die because they always do. But you went ahead and provoked that retaliation anyway. Why? Look, Tim, first of all, uh, we are losing our you know, thousands and thousands of our people since 73 years. 
when it comes to, to 48 territories and 70 and 55 years when it comes to the 70, 67 occupied territories. Where are the rockets and Hamas in the West Bank where people are daily killed where, on checkpoints, where are people daily demolished their houses and peaceful worshippers are attacked inside the holiest place for Muslims? Or where are the rockets and Hamas in Sheikh Jarrah? It is an excuse of the Israelis to, uh, to portray themselves as a victim. What we are doing is only re responding to a continuous aggression. We are you didn't respond. In the latest fighting, you clearly provoked it. You have a duty to safeguard the security and safety of Palestinians. You didn't do that. You put them indirectly in Israel's line of fire, creating maximum danger for them. That's what you did, didn't no, you? Un unfortunately, unfortunately, this is not true, Tim, because you are adopting, I'm sorry to say that, but you are adopting the Israeli narrative by talking as if the story started when Gaza responded. The story started, at least the round escalation I am talking, started when hundreds of our peaceful worshippers in Jerusalem and hundreds of our families in Sheikh Jarrah were forcefully attacked and uh, expelled from their homes. And we are talking about a Palestinian resistance, not Hamas or Gaza resistance. Palestinians in Sheikh Jarrah, in Jerusalem, in uh, the West Bank, in Gaza, and including 48 tourists, they have resisted. Maybe in different ways. But I mean, not we, we have attacked. Those who, uh, who violated the international law, who didn't uh, ob uh, respect their obligations as occupying power, by forceful eviction of our people from Sheikh Jarrah, based on a long history of demolishing of villages and cities. Mr. Naim, how secure is the current ceasefire? I ask because your boss in Gaza, Yahweh Sinwa, has been threatening new attacks on Israel. On May the 26th, he said if Israel harmed the Al-Aqsa Mosque, there would be 10,000 martyrs in the occupied territories. Opposition forces have the power to launch hundreds of rockets in a minute. I ask you, what use does all this big talk serve? Do you want to provoke Israel into killing more of your people? I was a witness of a lot of meetings in Mustariqa Sinwar with the international media. And he didn't say this within this context. He said it clearly. There are a lot of long-term issues, occupation, siege on Gaza, the uh, Alexa compound, the forceful eviction of our people in Sheikh Jarrah, Batn al-Hawa, and Bustan neighborhood. If, the, if these all these long-term issues are not tackled and fixed by the international community, and if the international community is not able to oblige Israel to, to, to accept and respect its obligations as an occupying power, it is a matter of time to go for the next escalation. We are not preparing anyone. We are not provocating anyone. Mr. Naeem, you appear to expect a lot. Let, let me, let, let can me I just Can I just say, you, have... you mentioned what you expect the international community to do. Yahua Sinwa no, said, it's not, it's not we our job, worked, he said, we have worked it's not with our the job to translate a military victory into a diplomatic one. He said, it's the job of the international community to make diplomatic strides for the Palestinian people before it all blows up again. You really think you can fire off thousands of rockets when you feel like it, and then the international community will simply come in and pick up the pieces for you. Is that what you expect? No, it is, it is not true. This is a violating question simply because you are 
insisting on starting the story by by the by the response of Gaza. We are 73 years uh, occupied. We have been forcefully evicted in thousands. Our homes, our villages, our cities demolished. Our people in Sheikh Jarrah and Batminhawa are expelled forcefully. Our mosque is, is attacked and humiliated, peaceful worshippers. We have more than 100 UN resolutions in favor of the Palestinian rights. Nothing of these resolutions have implemented. Uh, USA, the international community, mainly the West, are dealing with Israel as a state above the law and giving it the full immunity and impunity to continue its crimes against not only Palestinians, but against the humanity by violating the international law. Well, let's the talk about international start. law. You raised the issue of international law. You've dismissed suggestions that Hamas committed war crimes by firing rockets indiscriminately into Israel. One of your spokesmen, Hazem Qasem, said, our resistance is legitimate and it comes to defend our people. All international laws approve legitimate resistance. Name me one law, Mr. Naeem, that upholds the right to fire rockets indiscriminately at civilian targets. Look, Tim, first of all, yes, it is part of international law that occupied people, people under colonial project defend themselves by all means, including armed resistance. First. Not Second, firing, not firing uh, at uh, civilian targets indiscriminately. You know that. There is no law that allows you to do that. On the contrary, it's outlawed by international Either you law. are asking me or, and letting me to continue answering or it is, there is no need to continue the discussion because I cannot accept you come with the Israeli narrative and, and, and ask me to reply to your, to your question. Second, we have welcomed along the last few decades all UN assigned investigation committees and we have cooperated with all of them why Israel is refusing and rejecting to allow any of these UN uh, investigation committees to come to the ground and to the field and to, to investigate. And we are ready to accept any resolutions based on this. If we have committed war crimes, we are ready to accept this. But why? Tell me why Israel is not until now refusing to cooperate, including the last one formed a few days ago when Israel refused to accept the decision and to allow this UN committee to come to the ground and to investigate the decision. All if right, it Mr. is Naeem, a war I, crime, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't speak for Israel, and nor do you, but the chief UN human rights officer, Michel Bachelet, condemned Israel for its actions, but it had plenty of criticism for Hamas. Indiscriminate strikes from rockets launched by Hamas, she said, that's Michel Bachelet, constituted a clear violation of international humanitarian law. In other words, there is no defense in international law called resistance, and you know it. Why pretend otherwise? Okay, again, we have welcomed the UN uh, uh, investigation committee formed after this meeting to come to here and to investigate details. Do you, do you believe that demolition of 13 floor buildings uh, with a lot of media offices, local and international, it is a, a precise attacking of, of, uh, of a militant groups? Do you believe that demolishing the houses above the heads of families while they are sleeping at what one midnight, it was a, a precise attacking of militant groups, 34 schools, a lot of uh, health facilities, infrastructure, 
these are clear war crimes. Again, we are ready to receive any UN investigation committee to the ground, and we are ready to respect their results and resolutions. Therefore, it is, and by the way, we have said it many times, this is what we can do, but Israel has the most sophisticated weapons supported by the, UN, the United States, and, this, and they can exactly and precisely attack their targets, but despite of this, they are demolishing houses above the heads of their uh, owners in, in Al-Wahda Street, I, in uh, a lot I, of towers. I understand. I'm, not, I'm asking you to justify what you do. I'm not talking about justifying what Israel does. We have asked questions to Israel. Israel will have to accept whatever judgment the international community makes on its actions. But I have to point out that even the Palestinians' most ardent supporter in the U.S. Congress, Ilhan Omar, said on May the 19th that you two were guilty of war crimes. She said bombing a school is a war crime, bombing a hospital is a war crime, firing rockets at civilians is also a war crime. Do you accept that from her? Which, which, look, I, which, which civilians? Maybe she meant the, the, the Palestinian civilians. No, she, she, she meant firing said, rockets at, at, at blocks of flats she, and okay, apartment she, blocks she in Tel Aviv, which is what you did. No, she, she didn't say Tel Aviv, by the way. She said, without, without any uh, precise description, she said firing rockets, rockets indiscriminately, it is a war crime. Okay, but maybe she meant the, the Israeli rockets against the civilians who are imprisoned in the biggest open air prisons for 15 years. Look, Israel is ready to allow these civilians to escape, to open the borders, to escape being uh, in, the, in the crossfire. I think, no, this is the problem. You are imprisoning 2 million Palestinians in the biggest open-air prison. You are suffocating them. You are, don't giving, you are not giving them any chance to survive. And then you are talking about uh, uh, civilians being put in, put, put in, the, in a crossfire. Again, we are ready to accept any UN neutral balance uh, investigation committee, and we are ready to accept any judges or resolution based on this. So but this I is a change you can, because you've, you you've always this, denied, you you've always this. denied no. war crimes. You've always suggested that your resistance is legitimate, but you are under suspicion also from the International Criminal Court, where the chief prosecutor said in March, even before this latest fighting, she had reasonable basis to believe that offenses had been committed by both you and Israel. So you're already under suspicion. Have you, uh, have, have you Tim? Uh, have you went through a lot of investigation committees along the last few years? And have you seen where they have accused Israel by big violations of international law? War I'm talking about the accusations humanity? facing Hamas. You speak for Hamas. Okay. You don't we speak have... for Israel. The, no, fact is, talking... the fact is, I these allegations talking... have not... been dogging you for years, especially since the 2014 okay. conflict. Amnesty Look, International said can, after the 2014 can, conflict can, that you had... In an assembly, you can talk what you want. But the, the most important issue is the investigation committee, which came repeatedly here, repeated, repeatedly to the ground here, and clearly accused Israel of committing war crimes. They didn't accuse the Palestinians to do so. They have given the Palestinians the right to defend themselves. They have given the Palestinians to uh, defend their rights of, of, of dignity and freedom. And I have to tell you... That's simply not true. That's simply the... not true. 
Your, well, your, well. Method, your methods have been under attack. As I pointed out to you, the chief prosecutor of the International Criminal Court said in March there was reasonable basis to believe that offences had been committed by both you and Israel. You as okay, well she, as look, Israel. You, you are mixing two different issues. We have said, yes, okay, please, if you believe that there is a ground for what you say, send an, a UN committee to investigate the situation in the ground. And we are ready to respect why Israel is rejecting cooperating. We are ready to cooperate, but we cannot depend on press releases or announcement in a general assembly. What we are accepting is a, a real serious investigation here on the ground. You have never accepted any of your commanders to be held to account for breaching the laws of war, have you? Or for human rights violations, although over the years you have been accused of many human rights violations. You expect well, where, people to where believe is, where, that... Where is the source? We, where is the source? We have said that when, when the UN uh, investigation committee now and in 2014 and in 2018, when they have formed the committees, we have said we are ready to cooperate and we are ready to respect all the results, including uh, being responsible for, for what we have done. You told Human Rights Watch last year that you'd received 47 complaints of arbitrary arrest and torture during the period from January 2018 to March 2019. Not a single case resulted in the conviction of the alleged wrongdoers. You think that helps your credibility? You're all perfect. Is that what you want the West to believe? It is not true. This is what you told Human Rights Watch. We, so Human Rights no, Watch doesn't know what no, it's talking have, about. No, it is not true that no one was held accountable. Who, was, who our, was held accountable? A lot of... Uh, How many? Okay, this is How not many? the time. How many? If, if, if you, uh, look, if you ask me now such a question, please tell me before to, to bring with, with me the names and the accusations and how, how many of them were arrested or put in jail for any uh, human rights violations. But you cannot ask me this now on air to give you some names. I have a lot of names of officers who were arrested if they have committed any violations of, of human rights. Why are you cracking down on people who demonstrate in uh, Gaza during the 15 month period, 2018 to 2019? You detained over 4,000 people. More than 1,000 were detained during the March 2019 demonstrations against the high cost of living. What business have you got cracking down on people who are complaining about uh, the lack of freedom? Why shouldn't they demonstrate when they feel like it? No one has attacked any peaceful freedom, first of all. Second, we have, I can give you a list of 3,000 to 4,000 peaceful activities went to the street to demonstrate against the siege, against some uh, life uh, life uh, conditions which was not suitable for them, against municipalities, governmental issues, and all of them were secured by the police. Second, if you have some people, some few people who were attacking uh, public uh, institutions or properties like uh, police stations or police cars, uh, I, will, I think th they will be arrested here or in, in London or in Washington, D.C. Therefore, again, uh, it is not a matter of taking some pieces of some news here or there. 
to form, uh, uh, to accuse. It's not unless I'm talking about reports that we've had, some, for instance, from the Palestinian Independent Commission for Human Rights. Last year, they received 155 complaints of torture and ill treatment by your security personnel up to the 30th of September, and 138 okay. complaints of arbitrary arrest. Again, no indication okay, that I any was, of your I officials was, were was, held to account for this. I was, I was the Minister of Health for years. I, in one, on one of these years, I received more than 5,000 uh, complaints from the people to, against the health facilities. We have investigated them thoroughly. In 150 cases out of 5,000 5, cases, we found some mis, uh, uh, mis, uh, yani, was, the, the right of these patients was not respected. And we have investigated this more thoroughly, and we have found that in only 15 cases, there was uh, uh, an accountability or responsibility of those. And we have sentenced or we have put them accountable for their mistakes, and they have taken their punishment. I think you, you bring that they have received uh, uh, complaints, but do you have the response of the authorities here? Mr. Mr. Naeem, we've also seen you cracking down on the press. Last year, the Palestinian Center for Development and Media Freedoms recorded 61 cases of attacks on journalists in Gaza, including arbitrary arrests, ill treatment during interrogation, confiscation of equipment, physical assaults, and bans on reporting. Are you proud of all that? No one is proud of any attacking, not only for journalists, of any human being. And I'm sure uh, no one is left free to do such violations without being accountable. And as I told you, in each case, we have received any uh, complaints from any side. We have taken it seriously. We are uh, investigated it thoroughly. And anyone who committed any violations of human rights, of press, freedom of press, freedom of expression, have been, uh, uh, he has. Be, ha, have been punished or take or have been we have imposed on him the needed uh, sentences you complain about israelis demolishing palestinian homes but june the 18th last year your security forces assaulted members of the wisha family in al buraj refugee camp they tried to prevent you from demolishing a structure that belonged to their family because you wanted to build a new road. According to the Mezan Center for Human Rights, your forces injured Handume Wishar, who was 90 years old at the time, 90, as well as two of her daughters, all of whom needed hospital treatment. You talk of Israeli brutality. Your paid thugs assaulted a 90-year-old woman who got in their way and then required hospital treatment. Have you no shame? Look, Tim, I think it is unfair to tell me that you are going to discuss some political issues and then to take uh, pieces of some events here, because I have details of this story but to, be, to, to behave or to talk on behalf of the Israeli defense to, to find some excuses for their crimes against our people, it is unfair, and I'm sorry I have to end this conversation. Thank you very much. It is unfair and unacceptable to, to ask such questions. 
Mr. Naeem is correct in saying we didn't highlight the topic of human rights in our correspondence before the interview. It's always a major issue in our programmes. We're sorry he felt the questions were unfair, but we think it is important we broadcast his answers.